Welcome to the first episode of the Valley Vanguard podcast. Today, we've got myself, Brian Fox, the news editor of the Valley Vanguard, and Nicole Asantoski, uh, the secretary of Active Minds, a how would you what would you describe Active Minds as a student a mental health organization? Yes, it's a student-run organization here on campus dealing with mental health issues. So, can you tell us about the the mission and the goals of Active Minds here on campus? Because I know there's a national organization mm-hmm. and there's then there's the campus chapters. So, uh, what do you and the other um, student workers at Active Minds do here for the mental health situation on campus? We like to promote positive talk about mental health issues and breaking the stigma related to different mental health illnesses. Um, We work really closely with the Counseling Center. Uh, We help students who are struggling get the help and talk to someone when they need it. We have a very similar goal to the national chapter, and it's just continuing to break the stigma related to mental illnesses so people are comfortable talking about it and getting help when they need it. Mm Um, I, I want to talk about that that stigma aspect more because that's definitely, I think, something that s- prevents people from seeking help when they really need it. Um, and I know just from my own experiences, like with anxiety, with depression, that when those problems get serious, you do have to usually get help. Most people need help to overcome those things. And yet they may be afraid or embarrassed or just self-conscious about like walking into that counseling service office. Um, so how does Active Minds actively tackle that issue of stigma and and seeking help? We do that a lot through our events here on campus. Uh, One of our really big ones that we do every year would be the Love Your Body event Mm. um, for Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And that's where we stand outside the library in minimal clothing and we're blindfolded. People draw hearts on our bodies to um, like show support for people they know or even themselves who have struggled with eating disorders. And we always give information about like ways to word things and phrase things so that way they're not stigmatizing. I know when we did our bipolar event with TKE last March, we really did that. Um, A few of the things that we told students passing by and who participated in our event was just the stigmatizing way, like words related to bipolar disorder. I know like people will always say like, oh, Michigan weather is so bipolar. It's Mm -hmm. this one day and one the next. And we expressed how that's really stigmatizing to people with bipolar disorder because Bipolar disorder isn't that whatsoever. It's not random mood swings that goes over a period of time. So we just try to express like how to phrase things differently so that way you're not like stigmatizing different mental illnesses to things that aren't really what they are. Yeah, no, that's that makes a lot of sense. And I, I like that you brought up the, uh, what was it, the Love Your Body event? Yeah, yep. yeah that, cause that's very highly visible. And it seems like uh, at least some of the events that you guys do are these highly visible events just putting it in the campus's face like in a way that they can't ignore and I'm, I'm specifically thinking about the uh send silence packing yes. event that's i believe that's yearly is that correct um that is every so often last year was the first year that we did it okay um it's put on by the national chapter so we actually brought in a group from the national chapter and they do campuses nationwide mm-hmm. so they make their rounds and then eventually we'll be able to get them back so it's not going to be a yearly thing, but we do plan on having them here again. I see. Yeah. So they sort of travel around. Yeah. Putting it on different but it was campuses. definitely a very impactful event. Yeah, definitely. I mean, anybody who is listening who hasn't uh, isn't aware of that or hasn't seen it. I know we covered it at the Vanguard and there's um, really just just stunning photos of all these backpacks. And can you talk a little bit about more, more about what those represented? Yeah, of course. So we had eleven hundred backpacks brought in to represent the 1,100 college students that die by suicide each year. And it was just a really good way to put into perspective how many that actually is. 
because we had our entire courtyard filled along with the walkway up to Curtis, the Gazelle Fountain, and the walkway up to um, the Science West and Science East buildings, mm-hmm. as well as like across the areas by like um, the freshman housing and across by Wicks. Like it was all completely filled. People would, uh, students were coming up to us just so in shock that they were crying because of how impactful the event was because instead of it's really different from seeing a number on paper versus putting it into perspective and seeing it represented Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's exactly right like you can't truly comprehend that even even something in the thousands like to to see it as a completely different experience let's talk a bit more about um the resources that are provided by active minds here on campus uh what sort of help can you provide students who might be going through a hard time So our biggest resource that Active Minds provides and promotes is the Counseling Center. Mm -hmm. I know I said that it's confidential and 100% free to SVSU students, which is absolutely amazing. And you don't have to have a very serious problem to go and talk. They accept students who are even just homesick or just stressed out for midterms or exams all the way up to like really like serious issues and they'll help get you the help that you need. Other resources that we have are the ones that we provide at our events. We have flyers and brochures and different handouts with statistics on specific mental illnesses and just ways to help yourself and deal with stress in other ways. Another thing that we do is as an organization, when other organizations come to us, they ask us to present to their organization Mm -hmm. and we're all for that. We've presented to, I believe, the softball team and uh, one of the sororities. Yeah. And we just basically talk about stress and how to take care of yourself and how to help a friend and basically just how to help each other and be there for each other when you need it the most. And we've actually have more organizations coming to us seeking those presentations. And it's something that's really great that we do more often than most people would think that we do. Yeah, I think that is great because... Yeah, I I would actually really encourage more organizations here on campus to do that um, because I think it's so important when talking about these issues to talk about them in a a sensitive way, in a way that's informed by best practices and expertise so that it's it's done well. You know what I mean? Um, So that's great. I didn't I actually didn't know that you guys did that. Yeah, a lot Um, of people don't, but it's really good. Yeah, definitely. So you also mentioned uh, the close work with the counseling center. And I think that's a that's something I want to return to in terms of stigma. You know, I, I realize that some people, especially college age people, may be feeling weird or self conscious about walking into that office, right? You know, people yeah, are gonna think course. like, Oh, what are what are people gonna think about me going in there? Like I said, like sometimes you have to get that help. You have to take that first step to kind of get on that path. Um, so you know, I definitely encourage people to take the steps that they need to get in there to um, to get that help. And I, th- I think it's an interesting point what you raised when you said that it doesn't have to be a really serious problem. You don't have to be in crisis mode to get that help. Because you know the, the worst thing that's gonna happen when you go in there is you're gonna have like a really good conversation with somebody who's gonna help you kind of sort out your thoughts and, um, and I mean, even just help you plan out your life. I mean, I don't know if you would agree with this, but something that I've always thought is that if you can, if you have the means to be in therapy, you probably should, like regardless of what your situation is, even if it's just once a month or something. Yeah, anybody, absolutely. Ha- everyone stands to gain something from it. Yeah, of course. It helps out a lot of students. Um, I can honestly say personally, I go mm-hmm. just when I get really stressed out. I go around the time of midterms and finals because it just helps me 
like let go of that stress talking to someone who's not really involved in my situation. And I always tell people that it's easier to tell a stranger than it is to like tell a friend or a family member. Mm. And I know something that we promote at our events too, because we have students that come to us seeking help and we refer them to the counseling center and they'll even tell us that they're scared or they feel like they shouldn't be taking up um, appointments that other people could use more than they could. And we always like express to them, like, it doesn't have to be a serious issue. It can just be even that you're homesick, like I've said before. And we, our members offer to walk with them to the counseling center to set up that appointment or to call with them at the counseling center's phone number. And I think it comforts a lot of students that we're not just like, go, here's mm-hmm. where they're located, have fun. But we offer to take that step with them. Yeah. So that way they're not alone in seeking that help. Yeah, that's great. So how can students help? active minds in terms of volunteering, donating, uh, what kind of things can they do to help you in that mission? So a lot of what we do, we have to personally be trained for. Right. We do, like our members are put through a suicide training each semester because we do have students that come up to us and express those thoughts and we have to know how to handle those situations. So we don't necessarily like take volunteers for events, Mm. but we're always open to collaborations And if anyone's interested in wanting to do our events with us, like if they join our organization, like we put them right out there to help do what they want to do. Like I know when I first joined, it took a few weeks until the suicide training day that I went through, but I was already out there helping with events. Interesting. So we'll have our, our like upperclassmen members, members who have been there for a year or so, help the new members as they come in. We do a mentee mentor program within the organization to help our new members meet our older members and our e-board members and just our entire organization in general. And we help them through whatever they need to figure out. Like if they have questions about what we do or what they should be doing, like we're there to help them to gain that experience in our organization. And we help them with events and we're usually all there together. So that way they can participate as well before those trainings, but we it's something that we do so that way we can be prepared for students who come up to us with those issues. That's great to hear that your members are trained on those basics of, you know, suicide awareness because, I mean, as you know, in our our next part of this podcast series this week, we're going to be having in Barb Smith, uh, who runs the suicide resource charity that's benefiting from Battle Battle of the Valleys. And that's something that she's really big on as well is is it's a dangerous situation when, when... um, someone is in that dark place and you, it has to be handled, you know, delicately, expertly. It can't just be anybody com- coming in and talking to them. Yeah, you know? of course. 